right, guys, before we get started, though, I'm going to continue to beat the dead horse in base map. If you're still using OnX, shame on you, okay? They're overcharging you. They have limited features compared to base map. You're getting a better service with base map. You can transfer all your waypoints, data, tracks, everything instantly over to base map. Just download the KML file from OnX, upload it into base map, and voila, you have all your waypoints, tracks, and all your data over. It's $30 for all 50 states, but you get 20% off by going to basemap.com forward slash mealyfreak. We also get a little bit of kickback, and the imagery is better. They have this XDR compass line that you double tap that middle bottom button, and it projects a line so you can see how far you are from the truck or how far you are from camp or points of interest or, or glassing spots. You know when you're exhausted, your pack's heavy, like how much further do I have to go? And it's just nice to see that line, to stay motivated or, or to see how you whack and brush and you've already laid a track down and you want to see how far you are from hitting that trail. Just flip out that XDR navigation line. It's amazing. 20% off basemap.com forward slash mealyfreak. It's a game changer. It's a better, it's better mapping surface. Also, there's a thing called smart markers. So... Onyx calls them waypoints. You lay down a smart marker on base map. It has all this dynamic weather data that's attached to the marker. So let's say you see a buck. You're like, okay, I'm going to mark that buck. He's over there. Well, the buck was on his feet at, you know, say 11, 11 o'clock in the morning, which is kind of weird, right? But it gives you all the barometric pressure, temperature, what was going on with the moon that night. So you know you have like this weather data as to why that animal's up. And it stores in that marker or quote-unquote waypoint. That's just one way I use it. Offline maps, public and private, all the stuff. 3D on iOS. They also have a web version. Definitely check out base map, forward slash mealyfreak, and save yourself 20%. Then also, Goat Knives, Travis Nwan, he's building an awesome backcountry knife. It's super light, it's titanium. I, use, I carry a fixed blade. I carry the Capra Hunter, either the Nitro Tur or the Tur Carbon Pro, and then a Capra Hunter with three to six blades. That's my go-to every single time. I don't worry about my knives. And obviously our bow covers and rifle covers, we appreciate you supporting us, supporting the show. Order those, use them for your next hunt. Also, I don't know if you've watched on my personal Instagram or not, but I've been doing 75 hard. I discovered a new company in First Form. And you can go firstform.com forward slash mealyfreak and order and try out some of these things. But in my opinion, it is the most impressive company in the world. Um, it makes some of these other supplement companies look like... Uh, I don't, I don't want to put anybody down, but if you do some research, firstform.com for such muley freak. If you like a pre-workout, go on a megawatt. If you like a, if you like a post-workout stack, do ignition, ignition and formula one. I haven't drink in an energy drink since May. I haven't had excessive caffeine for two months and I drink a gallon of water a day. And part of that 75 hard part of that's first form. My body's never felt better. I was having hip issues before my IT bands locking up. I was at the point where I couldn't even hardly sit down anymore. And I'm telling you, this stuff has changed my life along with uh, 75 hard and, and drinking, drinking apple water. So be sure to check those guys out. Best supplement company in the world, hands down. So, all right, well, let's dive into the podcast here with Zach. Let's see what Zach's been up to. Some little good tidbits of insight here, and uh, always like talking to Zach because he brings perspective. He's kind of like me. He doesn't care what people think. He doesn't care what you think about him, and nor should he. And uh, yeah, he just goes and does him, and works hard and grinds. And I and I appreciate that hustle in Zach. So let's get into the podcast here. All right, welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast today. Your host, Muley Freak Garrick. Today we have a special guest in Zach Griffith. What's up, buddy? 
How we doing, man? Good, man. Just uh, just grinding away as usual. What have you been up to? Just just raising babies. Got two twin boys. <laughs> Business is cranking. Been really busy with that kind of life. Nice, nice. I know how that goes. So you had you welcome twin boys. When did you have those? Uh, April fifth. So they're just rolling on their fifth month here. They're uh, they nice. made a game changer. How's that man. going? Just fun. They're, I've had four daughters, and these are my first boys, and they're very different. Kind of cliche. Everyone told me they would be, but they're just completely different beasts. They're just different. I mean, they're just different in personality, different in their their needs, their attention span. I mean, they just they're just hilarious, I and mean, they're a lot of fun. That's awesome, dude. Has the welcoming of the twins put a a little bit of a wrench in your hunting game? Or tell me a little bit about that. How's that changed? I know you've been, every time I talk to you, you're super busy with work. You're killing it in uh, loans and whatnot. So I know that you just built a new house and, and so on and so forth as well. Yeah, it's ironic. The boys haven't been the fault this year. It's I haven't drawn a damn tag. I mean, I have 21 deer points in Utah. I've got 16 points for every species in Nevada. I've got max points for elk in Wyoming. I mean, all these tags that I keep planning on drawing. I mean, I've already spoken with the outfitters and my buddies and we've made, you know, preliminary plans, but I'm not pulling these tags that historically I should be pulling just because of point creep and these app services that, you know, they mention a hot unit and all their, all their clientele go one direction. So they're kind of saturating different pools. So I, uh, my boys haven't been the problem. I, I just haven't pulled any tags this year worth chasing. Uh, I didn't even draw a general YouTube yeah. tag. So I'd love to blame my sons for screwing up my season, but just my season just sucked so far. I haven't even had the tag in my pocket. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it, man. You know, it it comes to the point, in my opinion, at least for me, having four young kids at home, you know, for me to go out and invest a bunch of time, it's almost like, man, I I want it to be a good tag. Just if I'm going to take time away from my family, stress out my wife with being gone, I, I want it to be something good. I don't know if you've kind of gotten to be the same way, my, I feel like my time is more valuable than ever before. Yeah, I totally, I totally do. And a lot of that too is just, you know, I've, I've shot a bunch of stuff and I, I mean, I, there's obviously bigger deer out there and bigger elk and everything, but I just, I'm kind of at a place where like, okay, I, I don't want to drive to Arizona to shoot a 300 inch bowl. <laughs> I'd rather just hold out every five or six years, maybe 10 years, have a chance at a really big one. Um, I'm just running out of space in my house and, yeah, I just, they, they, they're just not as exciting for me anymore. And I, you know, I'm all about other guys knocking them down and having fun with it, but yeah, it's a uh, priorities have changed. My, my focus has changed and I still want to, you know, kill big giant stuff, but it's just gotta be, you know, the right tag, right place. Uh, the bonus point game is, is the way to play it. But, you know, even landowner tags and all these vouchers I bought in the past, they're so expensive now. It's not even worth it to me for most yeah. of the hunts want because I, you know, spend, you spend five, 10 grand on a landowner tag. The hunt for me is not fun anymore. Cause now I'm stressed about killing something, get my money's worth. Uh, it just puts yeah. undue unnecessary stress on you kind of lose the, the, the whole point and purpose of hunting in the first place. So it's kind of a strange transition I've been bumping through. That That's cool, man. That's a, that's some interesting perspective. And I, I tend to, uh, I tend to kind of side with you there. You know, you, even if you buy a tag or you draw one, there's this inherent stress that comes with, I was talking to Tyson Yates at Easton Archery the other day. He drew the Ponsagant tag and he's like, dude, it kind of wasn't that fun because I had this inherent stress that I had to go kill this giant buck. And it was, it was almost like 
I wasn't even putting that stress on me, but others were putting that stress on me. Like you, you drew the pots gun, you didn't kill a big buck. So, I mean, I, I think that goes with what you said. It, it kind of takes the fun out of hunting. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks bad. Plus all my friends have been drawing these premium tags. You know, Sean Morgan drew one last year, uh, killed a, you know, state record with all the pressure on him still made it happen, which doesn't surprise me because the kid's incredible, but it wasn't just him hunting. I mean, he had teams of guides of six, seven, eight guys against him. So it's no longer just get a good tag, go kill a big buck. It's like get a good tag, hire a guide or pick a side or team you're on. Um, and then, you know, play the, play the game as a group to compete. You have to even hang. I mean, Sean had his friends helping him, his dad and everything, which don't get me wrong. He didn't do it by himself, but it's just kind of a daunting task to think I've invested 20 years waiting in this tag and then I'm hunting it. Don't even really have control um, over a deer that I may or may or may not locate because another group of guys might be on him more than likely are. Um, so the pressure is just coming in from all angles. It's, it's kind of a, it's a conundrum. Honestly, it's kind of a mess. Yeah. I, I don't know that I really like the whole spend $80,000 on a conservation tag and then spend another $50,000 to have guys go babysit a deer. I, I know that's guys way of living uh, Mossback and, and other guys, but man, Gosh, it's that's I man, that just takes the fun out of it, especially for a guy like Sean, who obviously is an incredible mule deer hunter, but you know, he drew it. He didn't pay money for it, he drew the tag. So it just I don't know, man. Then you're battling these multi, 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 multi-millionaires who who've got FU money. And it's, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna piss anybody off. And quite frankly, I don't care if I piss anybody off, but I, that's not my that's not my motive here. I'm just saying I just don't know how I feel about it. I don't I don't know if I like that. Yeah, it's a tough call, man. I mean, respect the hell out of those guys. They're all killers. They're all ass hunters. They know their shit. They know the mountains. They work their tails off. I mean, I've never met a guy in my life that was yeah. rich. Those guys work for every penny they have. They, you know, they, they grind, they earn it. It's completely legal. They do. Yeah. Um, so yep. I can't they really do have say a grind. or against it. It's just, it is a tough situation. I get it from all sides. And as a average Joe yeah. hunter i'm going to go guided man when i get those tags i can't the commute alone to one of those units it, it, i'd rather just work in my you know work in my job and make money to pay them to do their job and then go down there and have a lot funner more fulfilling hunt and have the help and have the foundation and the scouting and the research and, and all that stuff be one step ahead um, i can't just spend a month down in the unit just scouting it out figuring out i'd rather be with my family working getting my things done on my end. So it, it's a, it is, it's an interesting thing. It's just the, the, the hunting world has evolved. And I just, you know, guys like us, you just have to, you have to play the, play the game the way it's being played. I mean, there's really no sense in stressing about it. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and nothing against them. They still work their guts out. They still grind. They work hard. And you know, those guides know how to hunt. They know how to kill. I just, that many people on an animal, where you're you're just trying to do it too. It it just makes it makes it tough, but it is what it is. And they're trying to carve out a living. You're trying to carve out a living. And I agree with kind of that philosophy, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna sit home at your computer and, and make money and do loans or, or whatever you do, uh, go pay them to do their job. It's not a bad idea. And I think there's a lot of I did this DIY on public land type stuff, or I did this DIY. Man, there's no shame in hiring a guide. I mean. They, they have they have jobs, too, and I, I think it's cool when you realize, hey, I could use some help on this. This is a once-in-a-lifetime tag or twice-a-lifetime, whatever you want to call it, and go in and get help. There's nothing Yeah, and I, I don't have a kind of job where I can just disappear for a month. I mean, I, I, I'm i a commission guy. I own my own businesses. There's, 
you know, if I don't answer the phone, no one does. So, you know, when I get guys saying, Oh, you know, you didn't do it yourself. So it doesn't count. I just laugh, man. I, I could care less. I want to go kill a big deer and I want to have a good experience. I hunt general every year I can on my weekends, you know, working man style. But when I get that once in a lifetime, literally, it's not just a, a phrase. It's a once in a lifetime mule deer tag. Cause I'm not going to draw it again. Uh, I want to make it count and capitalize. I'm going to hire the best out there. It's no different than a consultant to, you know, help, help you build a home or whatever. I, I just, I've got, I do what I do. They do what they do. We'll work together and we'll go smash a big deer, you know? Yeah. No, you said something there that I really liked. And this is one thing I've always liked about you. You said, I don't care what they think. That's one thing that I've always admired about you, Zach, is you don't care what people think. And you've told me that. And I, and I like that about you because not only does that show me that you, you have confidence, but it doesn't matter what other people think. It really doesn't. Because guess what? If people aren't talking about you, you're not winning. So obviously if people are talking about you, you're obviously winning in some degree or fashion. Sure. I'm, I'm 40 years old, man. I got, I'm over that shit. <laughs> I got way big more oh, things yeah. to stress about than what other guys say about the buck. I'm up to. Or about you just in general, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I got, I got a couple questions here for you and you, you, you just give me an answer here. Short answer. Uh, mule deer or elk? Mule deer. Why? Screw up on them, man. They're just elk didn't pop onto the scene in Utah till the last 10, 15 years. I mean, I've been hunting muley since the nineties and my dad hunted them and his dad hunted them. And I've, yeah, I've had more experiences with them. I know them better. I killed more. Uh, I just, they're just in my blood, man. You can't cut that out of there. It's awesome. Bow hunting or rifle hunting? Both. Both. Why? Couldn't Why? care less, man. Give me a rock permit. Everything's fun. I've hunted with everybody. <laughs> I just want to go kill stuff. So if I get on the hill, give me a bow tag, cool, rifle, cool. There's pros and cons to both, man. There's highs and lows. There's I uh, just, you know what I mean? You do both. There's to paint oh, yourself yeah. into a corner. You're a moron, dude. Cause anyone that says it's killing stuff at 1100 yards, isn't fun. They're, they're lying. And anyone that says chasing stuff for five days to get a top pin shot on a screaming mule and bowl, isn't fun. It, they're just, it's awesome. Why, why do you have to be all inclusive? You know what I mean? Exclusive. It's, <laughs> oh dude yeah that's exactly how i, I feel it's i was trying I to landslide your question but the answer is both i would never just you know distinguish myself as one or the other no dude i'm the exact <laughs> same way like i love them both i you know when i'm when i'm rifle hunting i'm like man this is the funnest thing ever i can't believe i bow hunt and then when i have a then when i have an archer tag i'm like man i can't believe i rifle hunt this is so much fun i just i just love them both whatever i'm doing i love it and guess what it teaches you things about both styles of hunting and you learn different things about the animal itself too. So I think, you know, it's learning, man. If you're learning, you're progressing. And, uh, I think muzzleloader too. I, I'm, I haven't done a lot yeah, of muzzleloader. I have one of my first muzzleloader tags this year on a junk unit. So I'm going to go out and learn how to muzzleload. It's cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. Muzzleloaders are awesome too. I've killed some big stuff with those. So yeah, they're awesome too. Okay. Next question. Okay. Public or private? Yes. You give me private access. I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that game very well because I've never had it in my life. Uh, but yeah, right. Hey, but private's a lot better if you can get on there. Oh man, why? Why would you turn down private? I'd hunt private every single year if I could. Actually, you know what? Last year I did hunt private. We got a voucher for Rocky uh, up in R and K, and we got to hunt elk on on the R and K Thousand Peaks Ranch, and that was really fun, man. Oh no, nice. really fun. Yes. Yep. She killed a bull right before she, uh, she was pregnant. Yeah. Wasn't she? she was about seven months. We chased them during September and she was just too sick. She couldn't, 
she couldn't gun. Rocky's a Rocky's legit. I mean, a lot of guys say their wives are tough and stuff, but I'm not. I'm not even messing around. That chick's like a marathon runner. Just she just grinds, and she uh, she couldn't do it in September, just throwing up and just not having fun. And so we waited till the uh, later season, I believe, uh, mid November uh, when they migrated, and we got up there with the rifle, and she punched a hole in a big big bull, and it was really fun. Um, just just hunting with the guys there, and I knew it was I needed her to have a fun hunt. She's wasn't in the mood to be grinding it out when her condition. So it was just kind of an awesome opportunity to go chase with those guys. And we had a great time. So that was fun. That's awesome, man. Good for you guys. Are you going to, are you going to be doing filmed hunts anymore and editing? Or are you kind of, you kind of over that? You know, I, I, I wish, I, I wish my answer was more pure, but it just wasn't worth my time, man. There's just no return on investment for me. Like I loved filming, but when you do, when you're, raising kids and having other business ventures and you're not making a, a big fat check for your, your time and effort on your camera work and stuff. I, I literally just got burned out from it. And I, I have some really cool videos that I made. They're great memory pieces and they're always there forever. And it's kind of like a phase that I just went through and I'm, it's not that I'm over it. I just, I'm just doing other things now and other focuses, you know, if, if uh, I, I'm not ever against it, it just, I, I kind of lost the fire for it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, if there's one thing I, I I will say too, is like kind of me getting started and, and it's kind of a memory piece for me too. It's like a journal, a journal of record. I, not only do I create these films sure. because it's, it's kind of like a piece of piece of art for me. I want to make one film better than the next. I want, I want the photography. I want the kill shot. I want, you know, some of the, some of the lighting to be better than the last. And I can go back and I can look at these when I'm old and I have grandkids and be like, holy crap, dad dad did this kind of stuff. And, and, and I say that to say this, you're, uh, more or less one of the inspirations on, on why I wanted to do videos. I saw you doing stuff. You're an athlete. You're a gym guy. I'm an athlete. I'm not quite the level of gym guy. You probably are, but I enjoy that. And you kind of inspired me there. So I'm sure you inspired a lot of people. So it's, it's interesting hearing the phase out of that because I know, I know you're a killer just because you might not be getting on the mountain as much you're still a killer because I know how much hard work you put into your family. I know how much hard work you put into your job. I know how much hard work you put into your businesses to grind and make money. So yeah, I, I just want to share that with you. I don't know if I've ever told you that or not, but yeah, you, I, I kind of looked to you for inspiration way back when on some of your first videos. Oh, I really appreciate that, man. I, I really do. I, I never, you know, I never expected it to turn into what it did and it was, I mean, I have a, I have a film background with school and stuff and I started making pieces really just like for fun. And they really did become like, it, it became like contagious. I started becoming like a filming and stuff. So I appreciate that you, you felt the vibe because I really put everything into it and was tried to keep it as real as possible and kind of invoke my own style and everything into it. But, you know, you know, as well as I do, if, if you're not enjoying that process and you're not relishing the filming in the editing and then stuff you're going to just release garbage product and the, you know the, the audience isn't going to fill it yeah. either and so instead of just pumping out you know you know just factory stuff i was like yeah it's not really filling this anymore i probably ought to stop so that was kind of the end of it no but i appreciate yeah. the compliment there yeah no absolutely you know if you do something you want to do it to your best ability and, and you know one thing i've noticed too is with my four children i don't have as much uh as much time as i used to and so 
you know, it's, it's getting to the point where like, I can't sit and screw around on Instagram and Instagram stories like I could, because when I get home from work, I've, I've got to focus on them. And it's like, man, Instagram, Instagram stories, all that stuff. It's a full time, 24 hour, seven job. And I, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, man, I, I've got to really like, how am I going to find, if I'm dicking around on Instagram, excuse my language, like, how am I going to raise these kids the way they need to be raised in this world? And this, we all know this world is so messed up right now. Yeah. And if I'm worrying so much about me, how, how am I going to raise these kids to be able to fight some of the evils of this world? You know? Yeah, it's right. a fine line. Because you're making money off of your social media platform, and so did I. And so you're, you're kind of like at one point saying, well, I'm working. But at the same time, like, you know, your normal job, you don't take home with you or you shouldn't. So it's like, you know, when you're social media boy, you're on the clock 24 seven answering, responding, engaging, whatever, posting, whereas, you know, with a normal job, you go home at five and you turn your phone off and you, you know, spend your time with your family. So it takes a lot of self-discipline on your end. And also it takes a wife that can stand up to you and, you know, slap the phone out of your hand. I've had Rocky several times just walk up and just chuck my phone like. <laughs> like yeah and then and kind of wake you up a little yeah bit, just huh? say hey dude you know your your newborn baby is smiling at you and you don't even see him and it's like wow i'm i'm a i'm a piece of shit dude like you know and, and you need a wife that can stand up to you to do that and she's trained me well man yeah. i've definitely pumped the brakes and uh gotten really really you know backseat on that stuff for the last few months yeah you you, you definitely need to hit the reset button and it sounds like your wife's a little bit like mine in that sense yeah. She'll do the same thing. What are you doing on your phone? You're on your phone all night. I'm like, really? I was, I was answering a few questions. And I'm like, man, I was on my phone all night. Yeah. I almost get like, ashamed. Same thing. Same thing. You POS, like get off your damn yeah, phone. I feel I'm almost, I'm let, I'm let down when I do. I'm like, man, what am I thinking? Like I just, I blew it. You know, I feel like I've, I've failed. So the phone's almost become like, like a bad thing at home. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Full circle. hundred percent. Yeah, try to put that phone down at a certain time and focus on your family. Uh, to, to be honest, with four young kids, when I get through the door, I'm I'm like utterly overwhelmed. There's about no time. When I had when I had first when I first had a kid or, or even two kids, I used to be able to grind till midnight on my computer because they were just little blobs, right? You could feed them, put them down. Yeah. But now that they need your attention, yeah. you know. My my grandpa always told me this. He said, "You don't want to know how to make a good kid." He said, "T I M E time. You want a good kid? You want to raise them right? Spend time with them." love it and and i know that and i just i need to focus less on myself with you know you still need to balance right that just kind of like you said but because i'm still grinding i'm grinding out of business i'm grinding out hunting seasons and but you know what at the end of the day what matters most is your 100 percent. i love that it's good 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 thing it's the best thing you can give them is just your time and attention yeah 100 percent. so you know I, I get people people know you and i are friends and we we talk from time to time and i'm like what what's Zach doing what's Zach doing i'm seeing like, dude, he's busy, bro. He's busy with his family. He's busy with his job. He's, you know, he's just got to shift yeah. focus. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, well, I appreciate you joining me here today, man. It's good catching up with you. It's good hearing about, you know, some of your shift in focus and what your priorities are also uh, and kind of what your strategy is for hunting coming up. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you in the sense that, man, maybe hunt less, but make those, those hunts a little bit more dynamic, a little more valuable, a little better tags. And, uh, I'm kind of a hypocrite right now because I'm, I feel like I've seen opportunity. I just want to go hunting, but you know, you, you've kind of helped me reset my focus. So you're a good example. So keep it up and, and, uh, we appreciate you. Any last, any last closing words for us? 
No, not at all, man. Just, uh, just play life day by day. Just we all have plans. We all have goals. We all have like a vision of where we'll be and what we'll be doing. But you know, there's always a curveball coming your way. You got to roll with it and regroup every morning and just you know just do some introspection and say, okay, I'm. Am I doing everything right? Am I doing everything the best I can? Am I optimizing, you know, balancing relationships and finances and spare time and personal time, whatever, and just uh, just grind it out? I mean, there's no real playbook other than just learning from yesterday and just not screwing up again today, you know, just trying not to repeat mistakes and improving. So, Yep, I, th- I think that's key, man. I like what you said right there, trying not to repeat mistakes. That's one thing. My dad always said to me, he's like, man, Eric, if there's one thing I appreciate that you do, he's like, you don't ever repeat your mistakes. And none of us like to, because I made some big mistakes, right? Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure all of us have. And you don't want to go through the same thing again, whether that's a, a divorce or whatever, you know, sure. I mean, or neglecting a child or whatever it might be. Let's, I, I don't like going through the same misery over. So, but yeah, man, it, it's good hearing from you. It's good hearing some of your insight on some of these things. And, uh, Appreciate you joining us, bro. Thanks, thanks, dude.